Hey there, this is Julie from Blended Life. Thank you for taking the time to download this episode of our podcast. I hope you find value in it. The truth is though, sometimes you need more than a podcast can offer to get unstuck and find peace in your blended family life. The struggle is real. So this is a personal journey I've been on for years, seeking peace in circumstances and with people I can't control. Becoming Heard was born out of this quest. As a certified life and health coach, I am passionate about helping others just like you and me free themselves from chronic upset and chronic crisis mode. Right now, I'm offering Blended Life listeners a one-on-one free breakthrough session with me. This call will give you clarity to see if coaching is right for you. Take advantage of this opportunity now by emailing me at becomingheardnow at gmail.com. I can't wait to connect with you. Hey everyone, I'm Eric. This is my wife, Julie. We are The Blended Life and today... Today we're going to give you five tips and tricks about how to deal with different parenting styles in your home. So like in your marriage. Not to be confused with co-parenting. It's going to be good. Hey, you guys, welcome back to another episode of The Blended Life. So we're going to talk about different parenting styles and not co-parenting, but actual different parenting styles in the home. So between you and your spouse, chances are you guys do not see eye to eye on how you're raising the kids, how your stepkids are being raised, how maybe you don't like how you're spouses interacting or not with your children. Um, maybe you feel lost as a bio parent because you don't have feel like a teammate with your spouse. There's a lot that goes on in a marriage. And I think this is one of the reasons why blended family marriages split up. I know. It's you a tough to, you spot. You mean to tell me I'm not the only one who feels like this? No. No. Yeah. So what do you think about different parents? I mean, what we are going to give you guys five... I don't know if there's steps, but five things, five tips and tricks to help you break free from the rut of different parenting styles in your marriage and in your home. Um, but what do you have to say on this subject? I feel like you have a lot to say. Well, you know what? I had an epiphany the other day. <laughs> and Last night or the <laughs> other day? No, it was the other day. Um, we were talking actually... Uh, one of my buddies. I had a meltdown last night. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> another day, another meltdown. It's here. It's not true. I know, I know. But I was thinking about it, and um, I actually talked to um, a counselor about it, or uh, what would you call her, a therapist. About different parenting styles? About oh, you <laughs> failed to tell me this. Well, because I was saving it for this podcast. I'm <laughs> oh, like, I goody. know. I get to find out. No, it's a good, It's a. it was an epiphany, and I had it the night before, and we were, because we were sitting there talking about something. You, she's a therapist. She's yes, a therapist. a licensed therapist. And you are? A coach. 
a certified coach. Life and health coach that certifies in blended families. I'm getting, and, I, and I'm back in doing mastery, so I'm going to have more certifications here soon. You're just going to be a master of it all. Okay, continue. Right. I wanna, okay. I'm so, so excited I was to hear having, what your therapist okay, said. No, it, it wasn't what she said. It's what I said, oh, and I told her. Fuck the therapist. What <laughs> Wait, did you hang say? Hang on. It's too early in the podcast for these words. Um, so I was, I had this epiphany about parenting and parenting styles because you and I discuss parenting a lot. It's something that comes up and it's like, those are your kids. These are my kids. I'll parent one way. You parent the other way and so on and so forth. And, you know, it's, it's one of those things that you have said quite often, you know, and it's no secret that we parent very differently, that you respect the way I parent. I respect the way you parent. And that's just the way it is. Right. Um, I don't think it's about respecting how each other parents, but I think it's more about, because I think that's the problem. I think that there's a problem that we don't really respect sometimes how the other person is doing in parenting. Mm -hmm. Like we would do it different. Right. Mm -hmm. But we do respect each other in the sense that you are the bio parent, Mm -hmm. you know, and your child has a mom mm-hmm. and you two have final say. Mm-hmm. And so there's a respect for the roles. Right. You know, there's a respect for the players. Yeah. And it's about like, so you respect that because I, if I create problems, I still have no power. If I get mad, right. I still have no power. Okay. I come at you. You're not going to be like, oh, Julie. Sometimes, right. I, sometimes I do. Sometimes you Thank are very you so much. I was lost and now I'm found. Right, like that shit doesn't happen. Isn't that a song? Yes, <laughs> I'm sure you were listening to it on the way here. But anyway, so yes, so we respect each other's. We sp- yes, right. In the sense, so you just you kind of hit on some things right now. Oh. You're talking about roles, but as roles, you're talking about me being the role as a bio parent. I think the yeah. epiphany that I had that is a much bigger role than that is that I am the dad. I am the male role model in our You're home. The father. Oh, my gosh. Father figure. <laughs> yes, father. I'm going to call you father All right. figure. You're There's ruining my epiphany. Sorry. My epiphany is that even though we respect one another's place in the family, we are also, at the end of the day, because you're also like, well, we could never have an hours baby. <laughs> we could, could never. You We're too different. I could. And the reason being... <laughs> I don't have to bleep you out. No, I'm just saying it wouldn't be. It would be fine. And it's because of my epiphany that it would be fine. Because here's my epiphany. That my role, not only as a bio father or bio parent in the household, I'm a father. I'm a man. I am, you know, and you are the woman. And our podcast sucks because of you and your... Lack Your of epiphany is that humor. you're a man and I'm a woman, and we're wired differently. We oh, have well, different, we have different parenting true. styles, and we're supposed to have different parenting styles. I, if you and I have the exact same parenting style, and we parent the same way, and we play the same roles in our household, our roles are screwed up. I shouldn't be, I shouldn't be the soft, kind, nurture, loving mother in our household, <laughs> or you just <laughs> sorry, no, no, no. I don't disagree, but here's my question. My first thing when you say that, I totally agree. Like, we are male, female. We're wired completely different. But you and your ex seem to be on the same page. 
which is parenting, all, which is an all right thing. Like we, but I'm just saying she's female. So you're male. Okay, you're on the same page. But she's parenting. okay. But here's the thing: she's not in our household. When it comes to our household. Mm-hmm. We both play a role in our household, regardless of what the other parents do, regardless of what the other role is and how important or how well they play the role outside of the house. When it comes to our immediate household, I am the male role. Mm -hmm. I am the father. You are the female role and the mother. And we do serve two totally different purposes Mm -hmm. in our household and our roles. And I brought this up with the therapist and I'm like, I just had this epiphany that this is why we parent differently. This is why we are two different parents. And she's like, yeah, duh. You know, basically like, thanks for finally not being an idiot. Like finally realizing what's going on in your household. Like you two should be different. You two should be playing two different roles in the household. You guys both serve a purpose, which is the reason why we are man and wife, husband and woman leading our home. If I was you know, the the exact same as you and vice versa. Well, where's the dynamics in that to raise our children, you know? So that's, that's my epiphany. It fell a little flat. I'm sorry. No, it's actually, I'd never seen it like that before. Right? It was ever. eye-opening. It just hit it's me the other day. Well, it's interesting how God does that. I think it's it was the right time for you to realize that. And I guess now is the right time for me to hear it. When we're in all on of its air. funny <laughs> laughter, it was uh-huh. just—it was just—I don't. It was funny the way you were saying it, but the epiphany part is interesting. I, you know, you're right. I'm curious about, like, if you and your ex were cohabitating, you think it would—you wouldn't be parent co-parenting like you are now. I think like you it, wouldn't uh, be on the same page parenting style. I wise. think parenting wasn't our problem. Parenting was never our problem as husband and wife. That's my point. Hus- yeah. Husband yes. and wife was our problem. <laughs> you know what I mean? It was us. So you it was her and husband I- and wife problems for co-parenting problems. No, well, we so. co-parent fine together. Yeah. No. When when we're co-parenting. Right. I guess so my point my my question is um because I do, I've never I've never had this. So maybe I'm just the problem. <laughs> I wasn't going to say nothing. It could <laughs> no, be, no, no. right? Like, I don't, you, I cannot co-parent. My, my well, ex here's and the I thing. do not co-parent. Here's the thing. It you takes and two, I have very different parenting styles. It takes styles. two to co-parent. And I think a lot of people put it on the other person. Whereas, like, you just took initiative and you're like, maybe it's just me. I think a lot a of people, I think I quite often a lot of people put the lack of co-parenting on the other parent. Right. It's like I can't co-parent with them because of because they do this, mm-hmm. because of this that they mm-hmm. do. It's always the other person's fault. Right. Rather than us looking at ourselves and going, "Well, what am I doing to further this along? What am I doing to take the winning out of this and make it about you know, everyone winning in this situation because ultimately it's about the kids." So, um a lot of people approach this as um you know, a challenge or a, a, a his and hers, you know, who's going to win this battle. That's not what it's about at all. And I think that's where a lot of people get lost in co-parenting. Yeah. But to your point of male, female gender role differences right. and we are wired different and right. There's like the maternal and then there's the paternal and what that brings and to then a child. And nocturnal. <laughs> and what bring that, you know, that balances out. You know, that is like the perfect balance designed and created that way. Right. Um, 
But it's interesting because I've I've thought about this often, like watching you guys be on the same page parenting mm-hmm. your son together. Mm-hmm. I'm like, you don't seem to have that. That doesn't seem to hold in that situation. What doesn't? I don't. Like you, you guys have the same parenting style, and you're g- different genders. And so, to your, to your credit, you're saying that in our home, of course, we're different because we're different, male, female, father, mother. It's just different. But when you guys mm-hmm. parent, mm-hmm. it's like it's never lost on me why you guys had kids together, be, or a child together. You know, because you guys are very like minded. When it comes to how you raise, you know, each other, how you raise your son, it's a very like-minded thing where we are just not like-minded at all. So, do you know what I'm trying to say? I know what you're trying to say. I hear you, but no. You hear (laughs) my life. Yes. Well, the reason I say that is because you hear... See me, hear me. Yeah, because you hear us co-parenting. Yeah. And we have the same values for our children or for our child. But the way that we approach it, and one of the biggest things that we had problems with at the beginning of our divorce is the difference of our parenting. And mm. it was because we do parent very differently. Her and I are very different when it comes to parenting. I mean, really, really different. Uh, but at the end of the day, we have very like-minded values. And we both have the same sorts of goals and um, wants and, I guess, dreams or whatever for our kids and how our kids should be. So we were able to get on that same page and find a common ground. But the way her and I execute are two totally different ways. Interesting. But at the end of the day, we have a common goal in mind. So would you say when you're giving people advice as far as, um, well, once you married, the you know, kind of the deed is done. But for those listeners who are in a blended family relationship, meaning their boyfriend, girlfriend, or they're engaged, but they haven't really walked down the aisle yet. And we can speak to, and a lot of other blended family married couples can speak to how hard it is how much harder, like marriage is hard, kids are hard, mm-hmm. teenagers are just the <laughs> hardest. So when I you're trying to navigate that <laughs> on right. top of like now we're adding in different parenting styles in the right. home mm-hmm. um, and not being like-minded, maybe with values and beliefs mm-hmm. in the home, then would you agree that really good advice before people actually take the next step and walk down the aisle is like get really crystal clear on your values and your beliefs for these children and what you want for their lives, how you want to discipline, how you see responsibility in the home. Like these are things because that is how you parent, you know, discipline, consequences, boundaries, structure, ideals, expectations, all these things that we have for kids naturally as parents, if you can be on the same page as husband and wife in the home. Yeah. Right? Wouldn't that be like good advice? So it's like like home shopping, you know? It's got, I feel like parenting and co-parenting and parenting with the new spouse, you know, in a blended family comes down to like buying a house. You need to put all of your wants and needs and you need to put them in order, and they need to be check boxes. So prioritize and a, them and prioritize them. 
But mm. there is a good chance not every single one of these are going to match up with the other person. And you always have to ask yourself, is this a hill I'm willing to die on? Is this something that I can live with or without? Do I absolutely need this? Can I live without this? You know, how how important is this to me? Yeah. Yeah. So if you haven't gotten married yet and you're in a blended family situation, um, because it's much harder when you're married to try to work backwards. These are conversations Eric and I did not have before we got married. We talked about who would do dishes and who would take out the trash and money. You know, we talked about so many things, but we did not really sit down and discuss how raising these kids was going to look. We were idiots. We held off on blended life until after we were married to be politically correct. (laughs) Because you had this dream of blended life. Yeah. A couple years before we ever got married. Yeah. It was like, no, hold off because it won't be right. But I'm like, you should have started it ahead of time. We should have started because there's so much that goes up into it. There's a lot of questions that get asked Mm -hmm. way before a blended family is ever married together. Yeah, there's a lot of things that should be discussed. And I think parenting styles, responsibilities, expectations, what everyone's comfortable with when it comes to being a step parent and you know even what is your spouse's expectation I should have asked you before we got married as a stepmom what are your expectations and you probably would have said I don't know because it's really you hard I'm not a stepmom <laughs> <laughs> but you know it's something to really sit and think about because it will affect your marriage how you parent affects how you show up as a spouse and so let's talk about if you're in our situation and now, you know, we're so far into it that, what did you tell me last night? <laughs> what did, what did I tell you? It's an uphill battle now. Oh, it's an uphill battle. It completely is. After I mean, we have so we far have, into it. Yeah, we have gone so far into this and we're not even that far, but we are. But our kids are mostly teenagers, you know, trying to break habits and behaviors and everything. It's not something that can't happen, but it's an uphill battle from here on yeah. out. So all we can do is start right here, right now, at this time, and work on that. Is it going to be perfect? No. Is it going to be easy as if we would have started when they were little tiny kids? No, it won't be that easy. But it's never too late to start. Right. And what does Eric always say, even though we're really waka, horrible waka, waka. at it? No. Oh, you say? tell communication, oh, but communication, yes. it is like the weakest point in our marriage. I don't believe so. I believe so. I think that... I think <laughs> Would that you y- like me to say why? Um, no, I don't oh. think... Uh, well, I don't care. But I think that the reason why it feels like it is such a weak point in our marriage, uh-huh. it's because it's a very hard thing. And I, I think it's hard for anyone but when at you're the talking end of the about, day, when you're talking about sensitive stuff, right? We get, I can talk to you all day long about my issues with my friends or my family or my struggles with work and school or life or even with my own children. Mm-hmm. I can talk to you. I feel very open and safe to come to you with anything that doesn't have to do with your your son or yourself. Yeah, because but once we get talking like, about that this is stuff, game over. Like I can't talk. Well, to it you. just those are long, hard conversations, and mm-hmm. they take a lot of work. They are not easy conversations. Right. They take a lot of work. So, mm-hmm. is communication a weak point in our marriage? No, I don't think so. I think that we communicate quite a bit. Is it a hard thing? Oh, absolutely. It mm-hmm. is. It is. Um, you know, it's like running a marathon. You know, mm-hmm. is it an easy thing just because you do it all the time? No. Yeah. But it's something that you do, and the more you do it, 
the easier it's going to get, right? Yeah. You know, so I think once you look at it that way, I think that there's there's a lot of struggles, but communication is something that we struggle with, but I don't think is a weak point in our marriage. I think it's something that we just work on quite often, and I, I encourage more people to do that, to, to have the hard conversations and not be afraid to. And they don't all go great, <laughs> especially in our household. They are very hard yeah. conversations, but they are conversations that need to be had. And, and even though you see it as a hard conversation or not a great thing, things come out of it. Did things not come out of, like we had a hard conversation last night about some yeah. stuff, but tidbits, we get we get little golden nuggets from all this little mining that we're doing, you know? Yeah. One thing I got out of last night, which felt really good. It was the first hard conversation that I can remember having with you where it got finished. And I think that made me feel a lot better because a lot, here's a communication tip, right? When we're having hard talks or uncomfortable talks or, you know, nobody loves hard conversations nobody's like I'm here for it like let's just all night long like no it's not enjoyable um so the the tendency is to want to flee the conversation right like some people are just like I don't want to do this right now for a million different reasons it's not a good time I don't feel like it I'm hungry you know whatever next few hours but here's the deal if you don't finish a conversation then it's an unfinished conversation which is just, we're going to have, we're going to have to, I mean, conversations have to be finished. I feel like, especially when there's no resolve. And I don't even know if there was resolution. There's a difference between there finding resolution to, and finishing a conversation. Yeah, there doesn't have to always be resolution no, in a conversation. there oftentimes won't just, be. Because, yeah, there quite Mm-mm. often won't be. But again, if you can find those little nuggets and those little, yeah. those little pieces of gold out of those conversations that you're yeah. like, this was a gem, I'm going to hold on to this. Right. Those are all eventually going to add up, you know, put yeah. that in the bank. Yeah, so. 100%. So last night was was good because it was a finished conversation. So let's get into... Good for you. I had to stay up extra hours to edit. Hours? We didn't hours. have hours conversation. Oh, it was like an hour long conversation. Not about that. I'm just saying. I'm being silly. Oh, now we can joke. Oh, now it's okay we can to joke. be funny now. At your epiphany. Okay. <laughs> We're going to talk about, <laughs> I know, we're going to talk about five things to keep in mind if you're in um, a marriage or a blended family situation in your household and the adults have different parenting styles and that's cre- creating conflict for you guys. Because first of all, I want you, we share with you guys so that you understand that you're not alone. You're not the only one struggling. And that's something Eric had to point out to me last night was what did you tell me i'm not special (laughs) i told you you're not special you're not like when it comes to feeling the feelings right i'm not special it's we all feel this way i feel this way you feel this way you listening right now you feel this way yeah you feel so alone though that's the problem you get into these feelings and you're like my spouse has no idea what i'm feeling right right now i want to strangle this kid i want to scream at the top of my lungs what'd you say you wanted to throw stuff yeah, I know. I just said that sometimes, and maybe you guys can relate to this, that as a step parent, and I know Eric, he, he told you told me you can kind of relate to this too. Like sometimes you choose the lesser of two evils. So sometimes it is like, I'm going to be quiet and swallow sand so I don't scream and throw shit. 
Like that's where I'm at. So like I can monkey? either Yeah, so I can either not create more drama and not create problems and just like sit here and let things be or I'm going to insert myself and then we're going to fight. I'm going to be yelling. I might throw, you know what I mean? Like cuz it's it's so triggering or it creates such an emotion that once you go there, like it's a choice. Like what do I, what is going to serve this family better? Is my losing my shit really going to help you out? Mm-hmm. Are you going to like that? Is it going to impact my stepkid in any positive way? Like, absolutely not. So I, I make this choice because those are my choices that I have in my. Now, are these the same type of choices <laughs> that would be made if we were in a nuclear family? If we were in a real family that had never been blended, is this no. the way that we behave? No. Because Why I is feel that? like we have, um, and I know you feel like this with, with your stepkids, mm-hmm. your own kids you can take in hand, period. Mm-hmm. You can't do that with stepkids. Why, though? Like, what? where's the disconnect? You tell me. I know you feel this. So when you ask yourself that, what is the disconnect? I'm going to make little bracelets that say <laughs> WWNFD. <laughs> what would the nuclear family do? And we're going to look down at it all the time. And it's it's gonna just remind different. Us. Like, and I, I think that the, it's not helpful to compare to a nuclear family because we're just not. We're not. And so, that's okay. <clears throat> that's right. It's different. And so it's a different set of rules. But it's how, a do different we come, game. how do we come better than than where we're I at right now. I think that you have to do the best you can do with the circumstances you have. That's yeah. it. You know, so I think it's a smart choice not to bring a child into our family knowing all the players involved. I say that, like, I don't want to have kids with you, but I really think, like, could you imagine? You said that back, like, everyone's <laughs> going to think I'm an evil bitch. That's not the case. We all know the truth. <laughs> we both agreed. It wasn't like it's just that's... It, but could you imagine what? Can I like, put my joke in here? No. Come on. What? My joke. What it's is your joke? It's gonna be hard to tell the kids that we don't want to have get, kids. Oh my gosh. But I think that really, like knowing who all these kids are, it wouldn't have been good for the kids. It would have been. It would have. It would have created issues and attention. You know what I it mean? Wasn't it wasn't necessary. We had. I mean, between we the busy. two of us, we have four kids and <laughs> a lot. Not it's even enough time to put the podcast out on. Right. So, okay. So five things, tips and tricks to try to help your marriage when you have different parenting styles in your home. The first one you so eloquently brought forth was to embrace the differences. Right. Um, To recognize and play to each other's strengths. Do you want to talk about that a little bit? Well, I think it go, I think that goes back to what I was just talking about, to my epiphany. I think that we have to embrace that we are different. And you and I have learned a lot from one another from our different parenting styles. You know, there's a lot that um, I gain from you, you know, as far as, you know, respect and um, how we raise the kids and uh, we both just come from a very different place when it comes to raising our children. So I think that you need to look at the other person and the way they parent and take, again, those those golden nuggets and apply them, you know, because the more that you guys can be on the same page and the more that we can do the same, I feel like everything becomes a little more normal. You know, it, it becomes mm-hmm. structure. Yeah. You know, so. Well, and I think that 
when we're talking about embracing differences, it's spinning it in a positive way because really mindset is everything right. in anything you do in life. So if you're in a marriage and you see you're, you don't respect your spouse and you don't respect how they're parenting, and so you're just going to see them with that lens of, like, disrespect and, like, they're they're dumb and they're ill-equipped to be a parent, and that's how you're viewing your spouse. And if you can somehow flip that mindset to, yeah, we're different, but I'm going to focus on the strengths, right? I'm going to choose to see what is the good. What are my spouse's strengths in parenting? Because no one's all bad. If you married someone who's all bad, then that's a different podcast. But you know, you married. Is that like someone. one of the murder mystery ones? <laughs> but you married someone, and they're going to have good parenting strengths. And so, if you can focus on those and um, see your spouse through that lens, like we all have weaknesses. You don't walk on water. We don't walk on water. We all sink. But we all can help each other up. And if you can focus on, you know, like Eric said, like, what does my spouse bring to the table? Um, you know, and focus on the good. I think that you see your spouse in a different light and you see them as a strong parent instead of a weak parent. Do you know what I mean? I know what you mean. So embrace the differences. Um, and that also means knowing your weaknesses. Right. As much as you want to point out your spouse's weaknesses in their parenting styles, you have to understand that you are not a perfect parent and you can grow and do better. So allowing yourself to make room for your weaknesses actually is an opportunity for you to grow and be a better parent, which brings us to point number two. What else do I say? An eye for an eye? Don't make it an eye for an eye. I don't feel like it needs to be a tit for tat type of thing. Like if you're pointing out everyone else's weaknesses, they're going to point your weaknesses out and and vice versa, you know, yeah. and it doesn't feel good. So why are we going to do this? Like, let's not, let's keep this constructive. Right. And well, this is something I tell my clients often because some clients I have struggle with perfectionism. Yeah. And how boring is perfection? If you're perfect, there's no room to grow. If you are perfect, I mean, that's life. Game over. That's life. Good for you. Right. And so... By embracing this idea of not being perfect is actually like creating space and opportunity for you to grow and be better and have opportunity for new things and in become your life. more perfect. Okay. Number <laughs> two. Um, and it kind of goes along with number one, but it's learn to be a better parent. What is that? Like, what do you what do you mean learn to become a better parent? I feel like I I try to become a better parent and a better husband quite often, mm-hmm. but how do you do that? Like you, you get, learn from your spouse. Do you get books on that? Do you no, get you see the strengths in your spouse. Yeah, and you learn from them. Oh, I agree. You you be you're able to identify your weaknesses. Yeah, and you're like, wow, like how can I use my spouse as a teammate and somebody that I can learn from and get advice from? Realize their strengths and use That's them. Right. I feel like I get strengths from you all the time. I always have, um, you know you as my spouse, um, or even before we were married, um, were very empowering to my, um, parenting and, you know, the way that I raised my children, um, I found a lot of value in the way that you do it. So I use that to become more perfect. (laughs) 
Well, and I just think that if you can be open as a bio parent or a step parent, Mm -hmm. no matter what role you play in your blended family, if you just take it on with an open mind and open to doing things better, open to accepting mistakes, like, or open to being able to say, hey, you know what? I probably could have done that better. Right. I'm sorry. Yeah. And and open to receiving criticism, open to hearing your spouse having a hard time. Like if you can just stay open in your marriage and in your parenting styles, no matter what role you play, I think that you can navigate things. You're more pliable and more able to get through the hard stuff and not so rigid you break. Right. If you're so rigid and you're not open and you're not willing to hear it and you're perfect, it's going to crumble or break. And that's really hard to put back together. But if you're more able to be open and bend and, you know, be a teammate, I think your marriage can make it through anything, including difficult parenting styles. Well, a lot of that comes down or different to parenting. Yeah. Styles. Well, a lot of that is communication, you know, in and. and being able to communicate, but also be communicated with. Yeah, you have to be open to hear it. Right. You know, not everything's going to be great. But you know what? If you love your spouse and they're struggling, why would you not want to be there for them to help them through and hear? Because I promise you, if you're not going to be that person, someone else will. And that's, you know, is that what you want? We were created for connection. We weren't created to do life alone. And so... If you're unwilling to have the tough conversations and to love your spouse and hear your spouse, then someone else will, you know? Amen, So be open. Okay, number three is know your place, know your role, (laughs) and be real. Get in that hole, know your role. So here's the thing. Know if you're the bio parent, know if you're the step parent, have a really clear understanding of the role you play in the parenting because you can shout at the di- at the rain all day long I if have you have not seen rain in months I know years maybe but if you're shouting at the rain so what you can spend your life being completely upset about something you have no power to control so the only person who gets hurt is you right right So here's the deal. Guard your heart. The Bible tells us this. God tells us this to guard our heart. It's just because some things that if we lead with our heart and we're always emotional and always disappointed, then it's a really up and down, back and forth, all over the place relationship. And when you're a step parent, the truth is you don't get final say. The truth is you're a support and an influence, but that's at best. The truth is, you don't have legal rights. Sorry. You don't get to go make medical decisions, maybe in an emergency, right? I don't think anybody in an emergency would be upset, but you couldn't go get your stepchild vaccinated. Or aborted. (laughs) So it's (laughs) it's just one of those things, like, I think that where step-parents get tripped up a lot is that they're forever disappointed that they don't have a say and they don't have more of a more power and you only have as much power as you're given as a step parent and really even if so this is funny and I will I'm just going to say this even if you gave me all the power using that power is tricky because it always bites you in the ass it always creates problems um 
So it's even like it's untrusted power. You know what I mean? So be real with what is and adjust your expectations accordingly. Like if you're a step parent, if you're a bio parent, um, whatever it is, a co-parent, like know your place, know your role, adjust your expectations, guard your heart, and it'll make it all a little bit more palatable, if you will. If I may. Mm-hmm. I Do like you have anything it. to add to No, that? I really like that. I'm still laughing internally from my joke. About not wanting kids? No. Well, that joke, too. What joke? That you can't have, that you can't make the decision to abort your stepchild. Oh, my gosh. (laughs) I'm laughing internally still. Don't you have a fire station joke, too? Yeah, probably. I have lots of jokes. I have lots of jokes from all makes, models, places, colors, and (laughs) regions. Number four is something that I have to practice And I think is a really amazing, amazing tip. And that is to put your marriage above your feelings about parenting. I'm going to repeat that. Put your marriage above your feelings about parenting. I don't care if you're the bio parent or the step parent. Because bigger picture. I'm over here just writing it down. You should be. (laughs) I know, I do. But really, this is why when people get really angry about um, putting your spouse first, but maybe we need to reframe that and put the marriage first. It's not even the spouse, because here's the deal. Without the marriage, the blended family doesn't exist. That's a fact. And so if you're not looking out for your marriage, then what? Then the blended family. Blended family goes away, and this is not a podcast you ever have to listen to or need to listen to again, right? But the problem is we weren't created to do life alone. So what happens? You break up your marriage just to get into another relationship and p- do this all over again, and these poor kids get dragged around. So put your marriage above your feelings about parenting. You are so much wiser than you are in age. <laughs> what Annabelle and I were making fun of Julie not making fun of we were having fun with Julie earlier about her age and her wisdom and is that what it was <laughs> yeah, that's exactly what it was interesting do you have anything to add to that you are just so wise beyond your years that I mean eight more days but three three more days sorry <laughs> I knew there was a three in there five plus three my brain works um, in mysterious ways and the last thing to keep in mind is you're, you are only as divided as you allow. That's a choice. So if you're going to let this come between you, you're going to let this come between you. If this is going to be a hill you're going to die on, you may die on it. Your marriage may die on it, right? So when you think about your parenting styles, is that really a hill you want to die on? Is it really something you want to be divisive in your marriage? You Do you know, ever feel like that? Do you ever feel like this is a hill I might die on? Like I feel like you get to that point quite often without saying it, and then the discussion never happens. But you're like, I want to die. <laughs> yeah. Sometimes. Yeah. 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 Sometimes, I would say that with all relationships. I would say that with my own kids. Sometimes I feel so upset. That, yeah. You're a very emotional being. 
Yep. You're a it's true. force it's of how I was force built. of a lot of people say force of nature. You're like a force of emotion. Yep. Yeah. It's how I was made. If I could pray the emotion away, God knows I've tried. It's just how I was made. Not everyone's made I know like a this. really good blended family uh, life coach that <laughs> could help you. Yeah. Like get you a mirror for Christmas. Yeah. Well, I think, again, when you're emotional, mindset is everything. Yeah. And that's, I think, why I went into coaching and am so into, like, I love therapy and I love um self-help well it's why I you're good at it because you're passionate about it you understand it and you're willing to yeah. realize and put in the work and yeah. then passing that on to others to show them how to do that and create goodness you know that's all it's mm-hmm. for yeah and really life is just one big choice everything is a choice and that's very empowering because you can choose to be different at any time you can choose to have a different life at any time right like you really wanted to quit your job tomorrow you could choose to quit your job and figure something else out it may be worse for you but it could be better like you just have a choice you have a choice to walk out of your marriage you know you have a you have a choice to cheat on your spouse or not you have a choice to read a book and go to therapy or not you have a choice to pray and surrender your life to god or not you have, you a, choice have a choice to eat, to eat apples or not. Mm. and salad before dinner or candy and soda. And cupcakes. And cupcakes. But your <laughs> wife gets you. Yeah. I got you cupcakes today. Thanks, love. That was so kind. It's not even your birthday. It's not even cupcakes and croissants. So anyway, I just think it's a it's a choice. And so mindset is everything. And different parenting styles is a really emotional thing. Because when somebody disempowers you or you feel like you have no power in your own life, it's a very emotional spot to be. And that is why you have to change your mindset. You have to get control of your thoughts. You have to think of the bigger picture. You have to really understand what you want. Do you want a marriage that's going to last forever? Or do you want to have say over your stepchild and how they're being raised? Because it may be in either or it could be a both but that's only if you and your spouse are on the same page and this is (laughs) we're here because oftentimes you and your spouse are not on the same page and so I'm really curious if you have more tips and tricks to add to this five I would love to hear from you email me um at becomingheardnow.com that's my or I'm sorry becomingheardnow at gmail.com is my coaching email. I would love to hear what you have to say about different parenting styles and what tips and tricks have helped you through that struggle. Because that struggle, the truth is, may never go away, right? You feel like you're right. Your spouse feels like they're right. You both have your own reasons for thinking that, and they're probably both valid. One person just has power over the other because they have this biological component. Unfortunately, that's... Or they're stronger. Or they're stronger. Yeah. So sometimes it's just how do you make it through that struggle, but there may not ever be resolution. You may never agree on parenting, truth be told, right? So then how do you make it through that without... And blowing up the marriage and the family. Well, and the neat so thing I'd is, love to know. And the neat thing do. is too is that, the, I mean, the parenting eventually it doesn't ever stop. I feel like and this no, was a discussion and I think we it had gets a long worse. time ago. Well, I think that it slows down. <laughs> I think that it changes. I think that parenting mm. is going to change 
on in the future. Kids become more independent. Kids move on. Kids move further. Yeah, but then kids want to borrow money or steal money or need to move back home or have weddings and have divorces or medical issues or get addicted to drugs or... Like there's, I think as they get older, the seriousness of their situations gets <laughs> gets a little more serious. Yeah, and makes yeah, but it again, harder. But that's where it's also very important to be on the same page with your spouse. It's to, you it, to be stronger. And when those types of things come, you know, if you guys have each other's back and and the same goals in mind, parenting style might be different, but. Uh, one parenting style might be better for a situation than another parenting style. So. Yeah, but what if you approached everything in your blended family by save the marriage first? I wonder, I wonder. Is that one of those movies you watched on Hallmark? No, oh. but I'm curious as a science experiment, right? Because there's a, a ton, shit ton of people who are like, no, marriage not first, spouse not first, kids first, kids were here first. I would die for my kids, I would not die for my spouse. Right. There's a lot of that. Yeah. And I get that. I mean, that's a that's a very popular way to think. So I'm just curious, though, what if we approached all parenting through the lens of marriage first? Right. Would that change it, things? Maybe I think it so. wouldn't. I and think, when you, well, I think it would. I mean, if people took it seriously and it was like. Maybe that is how you get on the same page. If you have different parenting styles, maybe the big umbrella that covers that is we put our marriage first. If it doesn't. If it's going to tear apart our marriage, is a no. Yeah. It, our marriage is not worth anything. Well, I think like a big, the destruction uh, of our marriage is not right. worth anything. No, right. And a big misconception I think that people have to putting marriage first is that they're like, well, you put marriage first, so that means like leave the kids behind, forget about the kids, screw the kids. Like it's all about the marriage. That's not at all what it is. It's you put the marriage first because it protects your family, you know, which and protects the kids, which protects the kids. You yes. Know? And that's just the way right. it is. If you didn't have a boss, you wouldn't have a company to work for. But again, for, like that's paycheck. the way. Like it, but yeah. it's bigger picture. But that's stuff. the way it goes. You know, you put, yep. you know, believers like us, you put God and you put your marriage and then the family, the kids, every, everything flows. Yeah. There's not, and, and everyone sees that as a big gap and a big issue. There's not a big gap there, you know? Yeah. You, your family's always protected. Yeah. When you run it that way. And here's the deal. Like, sometimes you, and the bonus, I always have a bonus A now. bonus. So the bonus. You need a bonus button. You need a bonus button. I have a green button. What's that? Don't. Your favorite. What? Want to come to a club where people we are? No, oh my gosh. It's still there. The bonus is acceptance is key. So accept the things you can't change, right? Accept who your spouse is. Accept your role. Accept that you aren't going to have carte blanche say. Accept that your spouse is going to have feelings about what you did or did not do. Like, I think it's just accepting and meeting people where they're at. And I don't care if that's the kids or your co-parenting or your spouse or whatever. Acceptance and being open is really key to, I think, unlocking all of this for people. Yeah. So. All right. Before we go, you guys, I want to thank you, obviously, for listening in today's podcast. It, like I said, if you have more tips and tricks how to help people with their parenting style differences in their home, um, in your home, please either comment somewhere and let me know. I would love Find to Find us on add. social media. Get it, get involved with us on social media, you guys. We have mm -hmm. lots of social media all the ways. 
um, Julie's put out her her email. Um, if this is something you guys are interested in um, learning more about, you know, like I want to be a better parent or step parent or um, just be spouse. a spouse, you know, or, or they just want to be um, empowered to just be better humans. Yeah, you let me know. Programs for that, I do so. have coaching programs for that. But really exciting. This Sunday, the 12th, we are starting our read-along, our first ever read-along, um, Grace-Filled Step Parenting. The link is in our bio um, on Instagram or underneath the video if you're watching this or listening to this. Um, get your hands on this book. It's about, I fe- last time I checked, it was like $10 on Amazon. Um so great price, um, Grace-Filled Step Parenting by Lori Short. We are going to do two chapters a week for five weeks. And then Lori said she'd come on our podcast and answer questions and talk a little about a little bit about the book and everything. So um, I'm going to go live on Instagram every Sunday at 4 p.m. Pacific Standard Time. Um, the 12th, this Sunday, is the first one. I don't really, someone asked me how long I was going to be on I don't know. We'll see how it goes. I don't really have a time limit. I would say 30 minutes is what I'm shooting for. If you guys want to come on, I probably will ask you guys to join me um, in split screen and we can talk about it. So the first two chapters are Sunday the 12th, 4.30 p.m. Pacific Standard Time on Instagram. um, And we'll be discussing the first two chapters. So highlight, write questions, um, and get in on this. It's going to be fun. I can't wait to meet you guys there. It's going to be fun. Yeah. All right, you guys. Thanks for joining us. We are The Blended Life. If you like this, subscribe, thumbs up, leave the reviews. If you don't like it, just pretend like you don't and just move on with your life. I'm just kidding. Thank you guys for being here with us and just making this all possible. We really appreciate you guys. Bye. See you next time. Hey, it's Julie again. I hope this episode of Blended Life started a conversation that you will finish in your home. But I get it, right? Sometimes you need more. My offer still stands. If I can interest you in a free one-on-one breakthrough session with me to see if coaching is right for you, contact me now at becomingheardnow at gmail.com and let's get you unstuck. Becomingheardnow at gmail.com. I look forward to it.